from wherever you are, pre-recorded, it's the Create Radio Show. I am your host, Kyle Lee, and along with me is the one and only Kyler Clapp. And to the square, to my left, maybe his different direction, is our fearless leader, Jason Evans. Welcome. R.I.P. Carmen, the real one. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. What a way to begin. What a way to begin. The finger guns just reminded me of the many different videos where it ends in Carmen using an actual gun to shoot Satan. And so. Yeah, Satan Bite the Dust, one of the uh, most well known uh, human videos, I think, of all time. Um, and and Satan. one really, really, I should have used for the, the when we did the the music video question that Chris had last week, because I was a failure at that one. So um, that's a good good music video, though. You should go check it out. So you really wanted to start with Carmen, huh, Kyle? Is there any other way? I mean, uh, he's in a league of his own. Well, that is that is true. There's no other music like his. Yeah, there's no he, one launched the career of modern christian music as we know it and so yeah you you are 100 percent correct on that i think younger gave, uh yeah he gave dc talk their start yep pretty much yep. their platform that's true uh i was five years old and i was at a free carmen concert where the dc talk opened up for him yeah and it was yep. like they opened for him and then yeah. bible man was there chris's hero <laughs> and that's just so good. Five years old, Kyler. I know uh, you're the youngest mm-hmm. one here in this this story, but um, can you appreciate what Carmen has done for the Christian music genre? I guess <laughs> you she's got guess, no respect. So no. <laughs> I I just did a, puppets to a lot of his songs. <laughs> yeah, she does want monsters in her house. So I don't like. <laughs> so I don't know if like respect is the word. Well, I, know it's I, I can. Uh, I can. <laughs> I can. Like, take it for what it is. Like, maybe, maybe it's bring honor. Can we bring honor to the fact that Carmen uh, was influential in the the modern Christian music movement? Um, we, go ahead. We can. We can bring honor to that. I just. I feel bad for him because I think what he did for Christian music actual CCM artist just kind of went the opposite way of where he was taking it. In a good way or bad so, way? Um, <laughs> bad well, no way. one was as talented as him. That's the problem. He was a talented well, fellow. Well, that's true. No true. one could just be out there singing one minute and then hitting the bongos the next. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a point. <laughs> he holds the record for the largest uh, attendance of a Christian concert ever. That's true. I saw that in the press release um, yeah. on the notification of his death. Um, but man, it's, it's sad to see him go. I hate that. Like of all the ways, uh, the press release said, uh, during surgery complications due to surgery. Um, um, so, you know, that's never good. Um, but I mean, he, he did what he did for the Christian music. And so got to give him honor for that. I think. And his Rocky knockoff was, I never saw that. Oh my goodness. You got to see it. As far uh, as production value, I'm telling you it. It still holds up better than any Christian movie that's come out since then. Well, like we're I, talking about better than Facing the Giants. 
all that like any oh, of the pure no. flicks junk <laughs> yeah like better the, than any of those yeah you could tell he used like <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad you could tell he used like non-christians to help him make his movie to help make the movie yeah yeah it wasn't just church people no it was not well i don't know maybe maybe i'll check it out if we if we're snowed in for any more days that maybe i may have to resort to checking that out um but yeah i mean rest in peace carmen uh you did a great rest thing. in power yeah yeah, um, but uh, I, I didn't anticipate we'd start the episode uh, going there, Kyle. So thank you for bringing that up. But um, other than that, uh, how you guys? How has your week been here in Oklahoma? It's been uh, brutally cold, like record low temps for Oklahoma. Um, how are you guys surviving? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Still alive, Kyler. The floor is yours. No. Um... I love the snow. This is this is my type of weather. I've been having I've I've been leaving my bedroom window open every day. Wow. Um cuz I love the cold. Um I don't like not having running water. Yeah. So that's not fun. Yeah. Um It's kind of crazy cuz I didn't think it would like last this long this whole snow blizzard thing. But I'm vibing. Yeah, I, I'm down for some snow. That that's for sure. the The cold temperatures when you're not used to it, and in Oklahoma we're not used to it. Um, I get a little concerned about the the water situation or power situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if we have any listeners from up north, you guys are just probably shaking your head right now. Um, but hey, you guys are used to it. We're not used to it here. Uh, Kyle, how's your family surviving? We're we're still in our house. You 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 had quarantine For a solid month, and then now. like your oh your classroom had quarantine. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now now you're iced or snowed in. Um, yes, and you're making virtual it. school is the worst <laughs> for third graders. Can you say that as a teacher? Yes, it's not. I mean, I mean, I I don't care. Oh, I got into. You didn't have to sign an NDA. <laughs> the reason I wanted to teach was so that I could be in the classroom and. I think there's a lot to, there's a lot of arguments to be made about like how much you learn in pub, like at public school. You know, I think there's a lot of bad things and like a long way to go in regards to academics. Um, but I think the benefits outweigh the those problems when it comes to being around other students who are not like you. I think that is the most valuable thing. And yeah. My kids have not been in school in three weeks, and so they're just surrounded wow. like by people like them. Yeah, I mean they, I mean they don't realize it. You know, they love playing, but like the little a little zoom, thirty minute Zoom meeting every day, that's not doing anything for them yeah. socially. Yeah. And um, same for even my eight and nine year old kids, like my third graders, they're not. They're they're suffering, and but hey, we're all suffering, right? That's right. That's right. In our, Are we? In our own way. <laughs> I mean, we're the most persecuted country in the world. So, I mean. Did you really want to go there? Did you yeah. sip your tea? I mean, we can. I believe it. Uh, I'm not sure I believe that. Um, but I don't know if we want to get that heavy. Oh, happy <laughs> Lent, everybody. That's right. Uh, we're recording this on Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of Lent. Um, I, I, what were you going to say, Kyler? I, I saw somebody... <laughs> I somebody screenshotted a tweet and sent it to me, and they, it said, "For Lent, I'm giving up." 
<laughs> that's it. And that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. That's pretty good. And I was like, wow, same. <laughs> Y'all doing anything for Lent? Um, well, well, I'm uh, excited. I've been pumped up about it. So, well, but are we supposed to talk about it? I thought that was kind of the whole, yeah, well, didn't we talk about that last week on the, or no, that was on our Slack channel, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought that was just about fasting. Okay. Which I know Lent is a yeah. fast. And generosity. It was fasting and like generosity. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't, I mean, you don't have to be specific. I just. Well, I think Lent is, is something that is. I'm just um, giving up. It's, you're just giving up. <laughs> I think Lent is definitely something uh, worth observing. And I think it's a, a, I don't want to use the word celebration um, in the church, but I think it's something the church should should definitely take part in. Um, I, I did I did not go to an Ash Wednesday service. I usually try to do that. Um, but uh, I watched one virtually online this morning. So uh, I, I did do that. And, uh, you know, this comes out after the actual first Sunday of Lent. Um, so there's a few days in between. Um, you're hearing this and are recording it. But for me... Um, the easy button was we're we're going dark on social media, so it's like I'm going to continue that. I've just decided I'm going to keep that going uh, for out the for the rest of the the time leading up to Easter, and then I'm also um, I'm maybe taking a page out of your book, Kyle. Uh, you you mentioned a book a few weeks ago, um, but I'm going to uh, give up processed sugars during this time, and uh, and get rid of that, um, or do my best to do that as well. So. Um, Trying to replace those urges and those, if I if I get a feeling of wanting to to do something, uh, I've just I got like a stable of scriptures and certain quotes and readings um, that I'm gonna try to 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 fill my mind with to overcome any of those uh, you know desires. So great, Godspeed, Kyler. I think, and I've been kind of debating back and forth forth with it for a while but i'll probably give up because i forgot it was lent oops <laughs> um she's gonna give up murder that's what happens murder and that's what happens that's, i mean the white whatever american evangelical whatever church maybe just the event i don't know what are we called the big church nobody talks about lent um and i was kind of raised growing up that it was like Bad, like it it's a just, Catholic thing. Yeah, it, yeah, there was like a really negative connotation legalistic. with it. Like, yep. yeah, well, not even like legalistic, but it's like you know the Catholics are okay with drinking and they Lent, so yeah. what's Lent. the big like deal? And they Lent, they Lent, <laughs> and they Lent. I don't. That's why I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, you're you're one hundred percent right. Like it's in in our upbringings, um, you weren't taught a lot about it, and usually what you were taught was either in a joking manner or maybe a negative manner. Mm-hmm. And even when, right. I mean, even when I learned about it as an adult, it was in the context of working for a church and it was just a way to have like a catchy series. series. Yeah. And what? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. And I don't know. It just kind of, even then was stripped of a lot of its significant, of its significance because yeah. a lot of it was written off as like religion, you know, rather than the, purposes behind it and the history behind it which i think there's a difference between you know like just ritual and like habit for habit or for like checking off a box sake and for the sacredness of you know something that has gone on for two thousand years yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm sorry i pulled a book out um because uh there's a great book it's called ancient future time by Robert Weber. He's a, he was a theologian. He, this book was written in the late nineties. 
Um, but uh, it's it's he's got a whole series of books. It's an ancient future series, but he basically predicted. Um, I would say prophetically, this movement from for the evangelical church more towards ancient practices. Um, so if you're interested in that at all, a uh, great series of books. But um, I, I, I do want to read this while we're talking about Lent. I didn't in, uh, anticipate to do this, but um, Lent is the season that does something about the situation of feeling lost towards God. It calls us back to God, back to basics, back to the spiritual realities of life. It calls on us to put to death the sin and the indifference we have in our hearts toward God and our fellow persons. Um, you know, I think that's just a great summation of what Lent is really all about. Its, it's, it's whole purpose is to help refocus our hearts and minds um, to God. And, you know, we walk with Jesus towards the cross, and that's why the celebration is set, or the observance is set before Easter. Um, and it's the, the idea of we follow Jesus into death and then back to life. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's a, I mean, a very brief, brief understanding of it. But um, if you've never taken part in Lynn or want to know more about it, um, there's a lot of resources out there. But um, it's, it's not just about fasting, but it's about figuring out a way to re, reposition your heart, uh, you know, towards God. And so hopefully we can find ways to do that. We, you know, we've been maybe trying to do it here in February with our going dark on social media and using the prayer guide. Um, but hopefully we can continue to do it um, on a personal level. Word. Great. That was a big book you just pulled out. Anything else? Yeah, to add? that was a big book. Was it? Like a book full of posters. It, I said oh, that's, that's this looked better. bigger. Wow. <laughs> it looked way bigger. Wow. Yeah. No, it's actually, uh, it's not a very long book. It's like 250 pages. So um, I, I would recommend it. Check it out. But um, yeah, that's our, our Lent story. So if you feel like ob observing and, and going along with it, we may mention it from time to time. But um, I, I we, we did get sidetracked. Um, were you guys giving up anything or trying to, to do anything? Oh, um, I'm probably going to do secular music and... <laughs> Probably, I don't know, maybe Are the whole 30. A, oh, please the whole 30? A, a CD burning? No. <laughs> we're going to have a, a CD burning, Kyler? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to toss out all my records. <laughs> Everyone, bring your CDs to the front. <laughs> we have a vinyl burning. We're talking about bring bring, bring your Lifehouse CDs. Bring up your U2 CDs. <laughs> Shania Twain. Evanescence. Yes. And That's just... get them out of there. George Ezra. People thought he was Christian for a day. Uh, well, I think that's that's Hosier. <laughs> I think Hosier, that's, take me to church is not about church. <laughs> I think that's noble, Kyler, to uh, to to give up secular music, what we would call secular music, um, and then also, so you're you're gonna try to do like a, a whole eating plan. Did you say whole thirty? Yeah, and then, well, I've been wanting to do that for a while, just because I just I need to. Um, and then the other one was probably give up streaming, um, wow. like streaming services. Um, and that one I felt for a while. I was really convicted because this mom posted on Facebook before we um, hopped off for February. And her like daughter came to her crying. And she was like, why are you crying and all this stuff? And the little girl was like, I feel like Jesus wants me to give up watching my favorite show. Mm. And I was like. I can't give up <laughs> Peacock for a <laughs> month or whatever. But yeah. Wow. 
Oh, you said, so okay, my kids, sorry, my kids interrupted, and for a brief second, I thought you said you were giving up dreaming, and I was <laughs> confused, concerned, honestly. Like sleep dreaming, or? Just at all, just like, you know what, I'm giving up dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> so they say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not. They say that I'm a dreamer. Oh man, streaming. So I think that would be a, streaming. Yeah, that would be a real sacrifice. I think in our in our modern yeah. modern world. So for sure, Kyle, do you have anything you wanted to share? Yeah, like you kind of mentioned it. I bought several. I mean, I guess it was like a month ago. The book Forty Day Sugar Fast, and so I'm just gonna go through that. No, no processed or refined sugar of any type. Awesome. And we'll see nice. how it goes. I've never been able to do that. I. I I'm very addicted to sugar, and me too. Aren't we all? We yeah, all are. It's, everyone, it's everyone. <laughs> it'll it's, be, uh, yeah, it'll be good. It's but. so crazy to think that other cultures they don't eat sugar like Americans eat sugar. Yeah, yeah, not it's wild. Anyways, not many do. It's just, uh, just, eat just the, the sugar Americans that we eat. do eat. You know, I <laughs> yeah. think is not even sugar. It's a man-made thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a substance. And it is. I mean, yeah. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Well, uh, I don't hear from me again. I'm dead. Yeah. Well, so. we'll, <laughs> we'll understand. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, if you feel like joining joining us on Lent, join us on Lent. I will say one thing that that um, became a great uh, piece to my resistance the first time I my I observed Lent is, um, you know, it's it starts on Ash Wednesday and ends on. Um, Monday, Thursday. It's the Thursday before Good Friday. But um, the the good news is every Sunday you are allowed to partake in what it is you're giving up because Sunday is your feast day. The church always believed that Sundays are you know are are the feast days, and that's where the traditional like church meal would come from. But um, so even during Lent Sunday, those are celebrations. They're they're categorized as mini Easter's. So um, I'm a binge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take heart. Um, you know, some people do do give it up um, completely, but uh, it's actually the early church believed there was uh, goodness in celebrating those those many Easter's. So um, anyway, uh, that that helped me a lot. Why? When I that. Yeah. that makes it so much easier. Well, wow. I think it helps teach about moderation too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, for someone like me, I am an all or nothing type of person in anything. And I've never been able to do anything in moderation, and so that's that's the struggle. Yeah, it's like well, and I mean the the beauty I think of the church calendar is everything is built on cycles, and even in the these seasons they're built on cycles, and just like we talked about Sabbath a few weeks ago, you know Sabbath was the the cycle of life. It was you know a, a day that started in the evening and everything refreshed through the next. Uh, morning till the next evening, and so that those those mini sun or those mini Easter's on Sunday are kind of the same thing. It's about renewing that cycle and refreshing that cycle. Um, so yeah, but anyway, that that was definitely once I learned that it was um, you know it just it helps because it becomes like you said moderation um, and things become more attainable. Um, so anyway, that's our Lent discussion. That's two things right out of the gate that weren't even on our rundown. So. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Um, but hey, uh, let's go ahead. Um, I feel like we've been pretty heavy uh, through this time, so let's try to make it a little bit uh, more lighter fare, and let's do our top three. You guys ready? 
Top three. Top three. Okay. Top three. Top three. Top. I've been really into chanting lately. I don't know why. Wow. That's, are you missing Trump? Is that what it is? Is that? <laughs> God no. <laughs> All right, all right. Here's our top three. Uh, I, I, I am going to bring the top three question today. And um, Camber, my wife, helped me come up with this one. And because I think it's a really fascinating question. And the question is your top three TV sitcom dads. Your top three TV That's sitcom dads. Would... That's a good one. <laughs> dads. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Go for it, Kyle. Uh, number one, Alan Matthews, Boy Meets World. Dude, um, that is my number one also. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't beat Boy Meets World, first of all. It's true. Oh, and, yeah, he is a good uh, dad. Yeah, he's just yeah. a great dad and always so wise. Yep. Very gracious and loving with his kids, but tough, you know, like exactly how I want to be. Um, number two, Jerry Gergich. <laughs> and so... You mean the Gary, father, right? Gary, Larry, Terry, Jerry, Gergich, <laughs> Gingerch. Um, the fatherhood side of him, you know, is very in Parks and Rec. It doesn't come out very often. You yeah. Know? Like he's just, but I think, like, that's the best, obviously, the best part of his life. <laughs> he's got this beautiful family his, and he's loved by his family and his wife. And yeah. it's just anytime you get to see him being a dad and a husband, it's like, it makes the show that much better yeah, because uh, yeah. <laughs> he's such a dork every other time. All right. And then finally, man, I don't know my third one. I'm going to think. I thought it would come to me as I said the first two. Uh, I don't know. I, ooh, I can't say that one anymore. He's canceled. Was it going to be Bill um, Cosby? Yeah, <laughs> we we oh, had no. that we had that. Camber and I had that conversation. Uh, is that is that an option? <laughs> I mean, I just watched. I mean, I would watch that every day as yeah. a kid. So, um, I don't know. That's a great question. The third one. So many good dads. I mean, Uncle Phil. Yeah, is a great dad. I thought to, about that one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any like, just really out of the ordinary ones. Well, keep keep thinking, <sighs> Kyler. Do you got yours? I have two. I'll probably think of the third one. So my first one would probably be Danny Tanner from Full House, yeah. played by Bob Saget. Um, <laughs> who, is, who is the exact opposite of Danny Tanner in real life, <laughs> just, just so you know. <laughs> well, you know, that's how I saw him. Yeah. I saw him. Anyways, um, Phil from Modern Family. Okay, Phil Dunphy, huh? Yeah, Phil Dunphy. Um, I was going to say Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. <laughs> but I wanted I wanted more of like a like a dad that pops into the sitcom that's not like a part of it. Yeah. You know? Not an everyday like character. Like a guest star dad. You know yeah. who's a great dad? Johnny Rose. I'm just Johnny! No, he's not a good dad. <laughs> Are you not sure? a good dad. He's like the well, only one that has a good, kind heart in the whole family. Yeah, and he's pretty consistent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I got from now. Maybe come back, back to me. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. Bob Duncan from Bob Duncan from uh, Good Luck Charlie on Disney Channel. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> also, Bob's Burgers. 
<laughs> Bob Peter Duncan. Griffin. Peter Griffin. <laughs> I did think about Homer um, Simpson, but uh, he he's an honorable mention. So Alan Matthews was definitely my number one. Um, he was. He's just a great dad. He was serious when he needed to be. Um, understanding the the whole bit, uh, Uncle Phil, I think, is my number two. Um, even though we call him Uncle Phil, he was a, a great father, and uh, some of the best acting uh, in in TV history, I think, is when uh, Will's dad leaves him for the second time, and Phil, like when he reaches in to give him that hug, the look on Ooh. his face. I it's mean, a mess. Yeah, oh, Will Will Smith does an amazing job too. But if you watch Uncle Phil's face during that scene, it's just unreal. Um, R.I.P. James Avery. Yeah, and so that's my number two. My number three, kind of like you guys. I, there's just so many like options and so many ideas that that come to mind. The one I've kind of just settled on, but it could probably change day after day, is uh, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle, Brian Cranston, um, because I think he's just a fun fun dad. Um, there's an episode where he takes the kids bowling and he's, he's on the verge of a 300 game while bowling. And it's just a, it's a great episode. Um, but he's not necessarily the most, uh, competent dad. Um, but he's just, I think he, he's a fun, uh, TV dad. Yeah. That gives me my third one. It's, uh, Ray Romano. Okay. Yeah. Ray, everybody loves well, Raymond. See, I kind of thought about his dad, um, Peter Boyle. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name right now on, or on the show. Red- but- from that 70s that show. 70s show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So there are I a lot love of good Red. Ones. Yeah. Because he can, he can, I mean, not as much as Uncle Phil, but you know, he can get real serious and real wise. But yep. the majority of the time is just cracking one liners and being grumpy. That's just like a classic, <laughs> classic That's dad. That's a classic TV dad. Uh, and cr- it's a horrible in Dead Poet Society. He's, devastating characters so. mm-hmm. anyways yeah uh, kyler did you come up with any other ones before we move on i uh, one i did look up was carl winslow from family matters oh, yeah carl yeah, yeah i had to look him up i forgot his name but he's funny oscar proud yeah oscar proud <laughs> oscar proud, proud snacks <laughs> <laughs> i haven't uh, watched it in forever well those are all good ones and and like i said i'm sure we could all think of other ones uh day after day so um listener if you've got any more you'd like to add to the list just reach out to us uh comment on our social feeds <laughs> we'll see them eventually um eventually. but uh, yeah eventually but hey this has been top three <laughs> This has been top three. All right. Well, Kyler, um, you added some things late uh, to our show notes that it seemed like you it really wanted me. to talk about. Um, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Reminds me of that Super Bowl commercial with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Was they that? did it with a Super Bowl commercial with Shaggy, and it was like a Cheetos commercial, uh, and it was I did not great. See it. Yes, it was great. You should uh, look it up. Well, uh, Kyler, you said you did not add those, so that, I guess, by I default didn't. means it's Kyle. I'm being framed. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Kyle, yesterday, I think you brought to our problem. attention Kyler something said, please that seems read. very trolly. She um, said, please read. And smiley face. There was like four things on there. Yeah. And... And I mean, I didn't so far, we've only talked I, about one of the four I could things. See, I could see the whole document without even opening it. Like, anyways, it just seemed I like didn't say very, open it. I said, please read. She was very demanding about it. And so. She did put a smiley face. Yeah, but it was like a, you know what the type, you know what the type of smiley face it was. 
Mm. It's like, please read. So what did you stumble upon, Kyle, that you introduced us Guys, yesterday? The future of social media, as Kyler called it in the rundown. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spacehay.com. 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 Um, Kyler's too young to know MySpace back in its glory days. and um, But it is early 2000s MySpace to a T. Um, we're talking about social media before any algorithms, before really advertising, mm-hmm. hardly, before any feeds, no scrolling feeds, no feeds at all, before any like buttons or anything. And it, it's back. Uh, just this, it's like a company, research company slash software development company just did it as just a project to do. They had done some research um, that talked about or basically their research had found like the reason people social media makes people depressed. And I mean, it's, this isn't news really. It's not that new of research is because of the algorithms feeding people um, the most extreme mm-hmm. sides of content and um, grouping people together uh, that all dislike one thing. And it's so echo chambers of dislike and hate and um, talks about the mental uh, toll that a like button takes and a, a news feed like that, uh, inst- or forever scrolling news feed of content that you are not picking to show up on there. Some um, arbitrary algorithm is picking it for you to show up while you think you are actually picking it. Just, anyways, mm-hmm. all sorts of research found like those are the reasons social media is bad for you. And so they are like, well, we're going to go back to try to go back to one that didn't have any of those things. And so, and you're, you were already a, a, a my, featured profile. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, my profile is hopping. All right, spacehay.com slash Kyle Lee. Um, it is, I mean, this place is just glorious. You, you got your blog. You can do your blogs. You can do your bulletins. You can do, there's forums. There's music charts on there. Like, it is It is the greatest. You can't look at it on your phone. This is, you have to be on a desktop. Oh, nice. that's so, nice. That's nice. And yeah, so, I do like, like I said, that. There's no scrolling, like nothing shows up like you just have to like you can add friends and then you can go and look at your friend's page to see if like their bulletins or their blogs but and there's comments but there's no likes or di- like anything like that and obviously wow. I'm, I mean, yeah it's, we're past that and it's not going to take down any of the i mean the, the algorithms are too big you know advertisement is too big yeah uh, but it is nice to know like it's a it harkens back to a time where one guy didn't control all the information you consume. Yeah. Being someone like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he's in control of every single bit of information you consume mm-hmm. on social media if you are a Facebook user or Instagram user. And so um, it's just. Well, in my journey of anti social media, I stumbled upon it and it was so refreshing. Well, space it's, hay. Yeah, space hay. So uh, if, space that, hay. if that interests you at all, uh, check it out. But um, that, that kind of brings up one thing I do want to talk about before we have to get out of here. And that is um, this is our last week of February. And, um, you know, so we've we as the re- as recreate and hopefully use listeners who've helped follow along with us. Um, we've given up social media and we've gone through the uh, uh, engaging with the Psalms prayer guide where every day you just pray a psalm. And um, I just wanted to kind of check in. Uh, Kyle, I know staying off the socials is nothing new for you, but um, Kyler, uh, 
you you were in a in a dual boat because you've got personal social media and you you actually operate our recreate social uh, platform. And so, what's it been like for mm-hmm. you? Um, a not having the pressure to to put anything up. Oh, it's so nice. But on I do have to post for work on other platforms, mm-hmm. which sadly those platforms are connected to my personal page. Um, and really, I really haven't missed Instagram at all. Um, and when something's happened, like a friend's gotten engaged, you know, yeah. my friends will be like, oh, and I'm like, okay, like screenshot it and show me. Um, but I really don't, don't miss it. I've had like, you know, I've been compelled when doing something fun to like post it on my story just by nature. And I'm like, that's so dumb because I realize as much as I just want to be like, I'm capturing a memory. The sole motive of it, of it is to like show off to prove something to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's why I, th- I don't know why it's so hard for people to get like, get that wrapped around in their heads is like, okay, why are you actually posting? Yeah. Um, and for my generation being so like, we don't care what other people think. Like we care a lot what other people think. Cause we're constantly posting something. Um, so that's been really refreshing. Um, being snowed in was tough. I logged into my Instagram on Monday and was on it for, and I think my Twitter too, for like five minutes and people were dumb. And I was like, no, I'm yeah. done. <laughs> um, uh, some Christian influencer tweeted something and I said, ah, I remember why I left and like <laughs> logged out and redeactivated all my accounts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been easier to work. It's been easier to take that time and like read a book or play my guitar or, you know, to take that time and spend it with the Lord. Um, especially before bed. Cause that's like my, that's like my devotional time. Um, cause it's a, it's a rough start for me in the morning. <laughs> so I do it at night. And so instead of scrolling through my phone, it's been easier to like hop on my Bible app or yeah, pray. Yeah. Or pray. So, <laughs> so Which that's is the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would hope so. That, that, that was what I was going to ask. And I mean, it's, I'm definitely not asking from a place of trying to, um, uh, definitely not bring shame or anything, but do you feel like you've been able to, do you feel like you've been able to take the time you would have spent and use it to do something that helps uh, solidify your spirit? Yeah, definitely. I, uh, and I, that's hard because a lot of times I think people justify like other people posting about their encounters with God or something he's speaking to them. Um, they, they take that as that being beneficial for their spirit. But what, what I've been really learning is that in a society where everything is like show and tell, um, you know, the Bible, there's a scripture in Jeremiah about, you know, something like a secret, like secrets between you and the Lord. Um, and not everything needs to be shared because when everything is shared, a lot of it loses its sacredness. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's been that's been really encouraging to me when I've been like reading a book and I'm like, oh, somebody needs to hear this. And ultimately, like, I just know maybe that's just for me in the moment. Yeah. And I honestly believe that's that's caused such a like a shady, like gray area in the church is like people are constantly feeling like they're getting words for people or, you know, spontaneous moments and songs and like one of the greatest you know, things I've learned is maybe in that moment, that's just for me. Yeah. Um, and that's helpful. And 
sometimes when we want to push those things out, it becomes kind of harmful. So. Yeah. Well, and I think there's room. Um, I, I agree completely that sometimes I think we overlook the things that might be just for us. Um, mm-hmm. And and especially if there's an impulse to share it on social media or something. But I think there's, mm-hmm. um, I think personally there's room to, to take those things that are for you and like hold on to them and let them like really sink into your spirit or your soul. Yep. And at mm-hmm. the right time, you may have an opportunity to share that with somebody. Now, it may right. not be on your social platform. It may be, um, you know, if you're someone who gets in front of people and shares a message or if you're, you know, maybe it's in there. Maybe it's just personally with a friend. Um, you know, there, there's probably room to share those things, but it just may not be meant for the the faceless crowd, um, you know, on social media, at least not a, a initially. Maybe initially right. it's, it is um, one thing through this that I've started doing is I've, I've got an Evernote page. Um, and, and it's just, it, when I read, when I'm, you know, I, you guys know, I like to read a lot. And so as I read, if I see a little line or a quote, you know, I've been known to post it to you guys before on our Slack channel. Um, but I just take a picture of it and put it in my Evernote page and I'm just leaving this catalog of these, these thoughts and these quotes. And, and really when I get the urge to want to go to social media or something, I open that up mm-hmm. and I reread those those quotes. And, um, I'm finding that, that as those sink into my soul a little bit more, um, there may be an opportunity later in life to be able to share those to, to someone and and be meaningful, you know? Yeah. So Kyle, uh, what about you? I know, I know the social media side other than, uh, space. Hey, um, you know, that's not an issue for you, but I mean, what are, what have you been? Fell off hard guys. I'm, I'm off the deep end (laughs) into space. Hey, um, no, I'm just kidding. Although, I don't know if you saw the little spinning Motorola Razor phone on my page, but it's pretty dope. <laughs> um, uh, no, I I think when it comes to like the posting, like I I totally agree. Like it's there's something inside of us that says like, oh, this is good. I think it would be even better if people knew how good uh, I thought this was. You know, like something yeah. inside yeah. of us is just like we're addicted to that. And I think kind of like you said, not that it's maybe never meant to be shared, but I think whenever we refrain from sharing it, it's whenever we're able to kind of like soak every last drop of wisdom out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whenever we let go of it too soon, it's like, okay, then we're, we haven't, we're not learning from it. Mm-hmm. We're not letting that be wisdom. Cause now we're, we've got, we let go of it already. We've got to find something else to get our wisdom from like, and I'm, I'm reminded like, in the new Testament and it talks about Mary, uh, Jesus's mom, Mary, uh, talks about all these things. She witnessed the first son when he's a kid, when she's, a, when he's a baby and, you know, growing up and she, it says in the scripture, it says, you know, and she held those things in her heart. Yeah. And it's like, you notice like we don't have a first book of Mary or whatever. Like think about how much wisdom she'd be able to share about Jesus's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, I think there's something to be said with that, in that scripture, you know, she held that in her heart, just that time that she had with Jesus. And, um, you know, I've kind of hung on to that a lot of the times whenever I'm from a lot of things from spiritual things that I've learned either through reading or praying or even just moments with my kids, you know, like that's just between me and a moment between me and my son that I had. Mm -hmm. And it's all the more special because it's between me and him. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be something I'll remember it better in life, you know, because I, I was actually present during the moment and then mm-hmm. I will, uh, cherish it more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, I, I think you guys are, are onto something for sure. And it um, harkens back to, again, you know, we started off talking about Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent, um, you know, kind of the, the primary focus or the primary scripture reference uh, for this is when Jesus is talking about prayer, giving and fasting and his juxtaposition with all three is when you pray, you know, do it in secret. Don't go out on the corner like the Pharisees or the hypocrites, actually, is what he said. Um, when you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And when you when you fast, don't go around looking like you're fasting and being unkept, you know, but but fix yourself up. And, you know, he, he, he does that a lot to combat the pride that is in human nature. Yeah. It's nearly impossible. And it I is. Mean, he says it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like so yeah. casually. Yeah. And, and But I don't think we realize yeah. how, like... Well, and he, it's an impossible thing. He concludes that by saying, "For uh, where your heart is, is where your treasure is." Also, because you know, he talks about that you know these treasures you build up in, on earth, you know, moth and rust will destroy, but treasures in heaven are incorruptible. And but he says, "You know, where your heart is, there your treasure is." And it is so difficult. And you know, if anything, I, I hope we can take time in through this month of February to realize that even the, what we would consider a very minor thing like social media is something that can so easily combat our relationship with God. Even if we think we're yeah. doing it, even if we think we're doing it with the most honest intentions, um, because like you said right off the top, Kyler, there's that pride factor of even if I feel like I'm not doing this for you know, I, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. Sometimes there's that that opportunity to be seen that we don't even really like it. it it's just so hard to 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 realize sometimes. So, um, you know, Jesus knows, <laughs> um, but He's here to help us, and that's what hopefully this month we've been able to realize that you know we don't need social media. Um, hopefully, we can replace social media with more time with God. But ultimately, you know, Jesus is here to to help us through. He He paved the way, and you know, let's follow along in Lent. And we can walk with Jesus to the cross, and he shows us a way to live that is not the world's way. Um, and and it's not going to look the world's way. But uh, it's still, as odd as it sounds, very encouraging to me to want to try to do that, even knowing I fail, even knowing that I yeah. have the same struggles as anyone else. Um, there's still some kind of encouragement to know that Jesus is, is still begging us to, to come along with him. Begging us to delete our social media forever, except for forever, space ever, ever, <laughs> except for space and a. Pinterest. Yeah, and, and Pinterest. Oh, and Pinterest. Ugh, Pinterest, gross. Uh, well, we need to get out of here. We are finishing up our going dark. This is the last week of February, but we also have something coming yep. up in March. Would you like to share a little bit? Yeah, we have a gathering coming up in March. Um, it's going to be called "In the Wilderness: A Night with Jesus." Um, yeah, he's going to be there in person. And the flesh. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but kind of not. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. That's right. March the 9th. We're, we're still trying to finalize a location just with weather here in Oklahoma. and In the wilderness. You know, what do you mean? The the pandemic going on. We're, um, we're still finalizing our spot. It will be in Oklahoma City in the metro, um, but it'll be from 630 to 830 on Tuesday, March the 9th. So uh, make sure and plan on being there. We're also trying to make efforts to stream it. So if you can't make it or if you're from out of state and you'd like to join us, um, you know, we're trying to make that happen. But it will be unlike any other... Uh, gathering we've ever had, and we're going to do Unlike that. any other. <laughs> Unlike any other, but we're doing that. Welcome to the wilderness. We're doing that intentionally, so we hope you'll be a part, and uh, we'll probably share a little bit more in the next uh, week. Kyler, do you have anything you'd like to say as we go? 
so my house is right on like right up against a street and I've been watching these trucks just flying through here they're skating yesterday I watched one trying to come down the hill and he was just coasting it's really funny <laughs> awesome here's the thing I was I went had to go to the store yesterday to get some groceries mm-hmm. and I was going like 15 miles an hour because the roads totally covered and I'm just chilling in the minivan yeah. gonna be safe like I wasn't slipping or anything I was like I'm just I'm fine I'm not in a hurry and these cars were like flying by me like and there was only really one lane to be able to drive in but they thought like it could just go around yeah. and uh, this car flew by me got right in front of me and then went to turn and got stuck I, I was pointing <sighs> so hard <laughs> Like pointing and la- like laughing. Oh like my they god! Could t- they Child. could tell I was laughing. Jesus was and with you in that van, wasn't he? I was like, ha ha, and like I wanted to make sure they saw. Like, oh man, it was. What a good witness! Another one, Kyler. It's a big plow. Another one. Another one. Hey, let's uh, let's let's call this one a good one. Uh, we appreciate you guys taking time to listen, and uh, for Kyle Lee and Kyler Clapp, and for producer Chris, who's actually producing other things today, could not be with us. Um, we'll see you guys producer. next week. Creator.